It's the Sagabit Swinging Report Show. Get ready for Saga news and commentary with your hosts, George and Barry. Hello and welcome to the Swingin' Report Show, episode number 64. I'm your host, George, and with me are... Hello, I'm Alex Peel. I'm here and I'm tired. Hi. And I'm Jason Barry. How you doing? This week, uh, Barry's going to be missing again, so I'm going to be the host. And hopefully I do a pretty good job. Barry is missing? Does this mean we have to go find him? He's no, he yeah no no he's he's not lost he's just miss well never mind um, yeah he's missing you have to find them like that Mario game um what yes. did you guys what did you guys uh, think about this uh, this year's Sega booth I saw pictures of it I actually thought it was pretty nice it was a nice looking booth yeah I mean uh, because because they only have three games they gave Alien Isolation and Sonic Boom a hell of a lot of space uh, oh god uh, yes Tsunade Miku got a tiny corner in comparison to the other two okay so, oh I mean it's obvious I mean Mahatsu Miku doesn't sell as much as Sonic Boom or Aliens what what do you think uh, about yeah. this year's uh, booth Knuckles compared to last year's uh it was nicer I, I, I yeah it was nicer yeah, Sonic Boom booth had like lots of production stuff in it and stuff like it. It had the, it had a bunch of giant Sonic Sonic Boom statues, which was a which was a, a nice change up from the usual Sonic statue that's been at the booth for like the last for like, like the previous oh. four years. Probably longer but, than that. Yeah, probably longer than that. And um, there's also lots of Sonic Boom toys. Some of which look quite nice. Hell, one you could was actually outside of a case and you could touch it. Did it, I, uh, Did you touch the tape, the sports tape? Yes, I did. <laughs> was I it highly it detailed? You don't want to know what was underneath the sports tape, George. There's a reason why they put that there. Well, that's good. Yes, it's very good. Did you put some on it the? Was dis- it was extremely disturbing. And so- um, it's like the, 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 the whole booth has kind of like this island vibe to it, except for the um, the chalkboard with all these Robotnik sketches on it. It's just a, a, a charming, funny little funny little booth that has a lot more personality than uh, any other Sonic booth we, I've seen. I didn't really notice the chalkboard until today and the yeah, others, like Sonic and Knuckles and, and Tails have written on it and stuff and showing blueprints and such. It's pretty bad. And, you guys posted one of them and it was just the weak spots of all the robots? Yeah, Stuff something like that. Like I actually uh, recorded video of the entire chalkboard. By the way, the only reason why I sound like this is is because I'm tired. This He's is me excited on four right hours now. Sleep. Yay! Well, let's talk about some stuff that gets you guys excited. Let's talk about Sonic Boom, the video game. Uh, I don't think that gets Jason very excited. Well, actually, yeah. Let's, let's start with the 3DS game. That gets him very excited. Okay, Jason, talk to, let's, let's talk about the 3DS game. Yeah, me and Alex are kind of on differing opinions. I mean, it's, Jason uh, sucks. it's a more basic uh, platformer, uh. but I thought it was done pretty well. With it's, it's got kind of a Sonic 
Rush style to it, but at the same time, there's a lot of uh, there's no Sonic spot, Rush style to that game. Well, it's got it's got boost and it's got like the home it has a stuff, it has a slower boost, but the level design slow, is yeah, the polar opposite feel. of Sonic Rush in every way it, it, imaginable. It has it. Hey, shut up! I'm okay, right. Knuckles. Let's let Jason tell what he likes about it, then you can tell everything you hate about Jason afterwards. Yeah, Jason sucks. <laughs> Anyway, basically, it uh, there is uh, the only you know bad spot of it is there is a lot of stop and go because you're using all the characters, and each one has their own abilities to get to get through the areas because it's a, uh, it's like a besides just being a regular like, uh, large level, it's a it's a large maze like level like what they call Metroidvania or whatever, kind of like those Spider-Man 3DS games. Yeah. So there's times you'll need to. Uh, Stop playing as Sonic and switch out to Tails to use a remote control Sea Fox to get a little uh, prize out, or you'll need Tails to fly up using um, these ventilation shafts, which make them fly up higher. Uh, you can switch to Knuckles for burrowing, kind of like the drill in Sonic Colors. <coughs> and you can use uh, Marine to uh, unlock um, certain areas with her boomerang. Now, they, they don't always... When you first... Uh, what the developer told me is when you first play the game, you don't get all four of them at once. You get them over a certain amount of time, and you can actually go through the entire level just as, like, Sonic alone, if you wish. But it was pretty impossible for me to do that just on this one. So, Jason, what but did it's you... Basically, it's basically, it's, it's a slower-paced Sonic game that's focused more on platforming and exploring than speed, but I still found it pretty good, especially in comparison to the Wii U version. So what but do you think... Also- I was going to say, what do you, uh, what did you not like about it, since where you said um, you liked? Well, I didn't like what what uh, Alex didn't like about it is that there's a lot of stop and go, and it what confounds it is also the bottom menu. There's three different screens from the bottom menu. One's options, one's the map of the world, and the other one is all the characters where you have to touch to select them. In fact, I brought it up with the designer that may uh, maybe they could find a way of. Uh, using the D-pad to uh, select the characters, which would make the flow of the game uh, much faster than that. And he, he actually uh, took my in- He actually liked my input and uh, is considering it. So that, that's oh, kind of nice. Oh, it is PR. Yeah. So, Knuckles, <laughs> well, there's two, uh, there was two other types of levels. Uh, let me go ahead and mention that. There's a, uh, a two-type uh, of level similar to, like, the... a little similar to what the rails are in the... Um, Sonic Lost World, except without rails. You're basically boosting around, uh, dodging these uh, obstacles. Uh, you have to jump up in the air and grab uh, these rails using your inner beam while dodging this giant worm. And that level's pretty quick, and you finally uh, beat the worm right at the end. And then there's a uh, rival stage, which is very similar to Sonic and Ri- Sonic Rivals, where I played as Sonic racing against um, sticks. And that one, uh, you could get use your uh, special abilities to get uh, extra shortcuts, and that is all about speed. It goes fairly fast. It is very similar to Sonic Rivals, but it, it actually flows a lot nicer, and uh, it works a lot better than that particular game. And that's all I got to say now. Now, Knuckles, you could go on and destroy Jason. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Um, well, a- as I said earlier, the, the, the Sonic Rush comparison, just it's nothing like Sonic Rush. Because, well, it is slower. Uh, 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 me, my turn. It's a lot slower, and it's also much more... 
The level design is just completely different. In Sonic Rush Adventure, you've got like two, maybe three paths, and you just kind of boost across them, and they're they're just kind of really fast obstacle courses. Here, it's essentially it's essentially Metroidvania or Castle. It's essentially Metroidvania, where you have to um, kind of go through go through a stage. Kill some enemies, solve some puzzles, and explore. You move around, and I like the idea. I don't actually really have a problem with stopping and go. It's just, it's how, it's how the, the the kind of the menus and the interface of the game itself work, and it does the the interface does not facilitate multiple characters all that well because I. Uh, I kept, I played the demo for over 20 minutes because I kept getting lost. The reason why I kept getting lost was because I kept switching away from the map screen over to the character screen because I kept ha- having to switch characters for different obstacles uh, so I could traverse the stage. And, and so then I realized, oh, crap, I'm getting lost. I'm, I'm running around in circles. I switch back to the map screen. And then I'm, pl- and then I'm playing on one character for, for a while. Then all of a sudden I come to a complete... I, I, I have to, like, jump quickly and hit an obstacle, but the obstacle requires a different character, and I can't switch to that character because I have the map screen on, and so I just, and so I just fall and I have to do the, do the small area over again to get, get back up there with a different character, and it's just, it's, it's like it does not have any of the flow of Castlevania or, or, or uh, Metroid, you know, where you can quit, where you can switch between... Uh, different kinds of weapons on the fly, and it, even if it can't be done instantly, there's at least like kind of a a, a a menu screen that you can navigate to do it, and it just it destroys the flow of the game, and it it really hurts the entertainment value considerably, and it, and it's especially damning for a Sonic game where you're expecting kind of where you're expecting you actually have some speed in that, but it's just, it's constantly being interrupted by this awful interface. And if they can fix the interface, then I think I might enjoy this game a lot better. But as it is, it's, it, it just, it's like, I think it, I might, I'm tempted to call it a, a good, a good game that's behind, that's just behind some bad design decisions. Okay, since that was the good game, apparently, according to Jason, let's talk about the Wii U version. And to, and to that I say, read my preview. I spent like a whole... I spent like six hours on that. It goes very in-depth. If you want my opinion, just go read it. We'll skip but Knuckles' Jason, opinion. I'm sure, is ready we'll, to We'll skip Knuckles' opinion on yeah. this one, but Jason, right. what did you think about it, real quick? Well, they, they've been saying that it's not your typical Sonic game or anything, but it's not anything like any kind of Sonic game, really. It's a it's it's a, a slower-paced adventure brawler, for the most part. I mean, there is one speed section that's traversing from one world to another, but there's, but there's not much in the way of uh, obstacles or anything of detail in that level. Now, Steven says it's because it's, it's like the first... One you see, so they made it fairly easy. It's, but uh, it's, it's it still like compared to compared to like yeah. Sonic Generations, where you're you know boosting along through a level, it's very very basic. Um, the second, the, this is a demo that was in four chunks. Uh, that was the first chunk. The second chunk I played was 
Sonic and Knuckles, and that was the most uh, boring to me. Um, you're basically in this mine shaft where you have to stop and look around, find out what you need to do. First, you get attacked by a lot of like little robots and snakes. You, you beat those up right away, and then you're trying to find out how to get past this large gate. And you have to drop this mine down and push it. Finally, uh, push it along, bounce off of that, uh, go to the next stage, find the switch to open the the gate, uh, pull the mine card around some more, bounce on another switch to get over to this other area. And it it becomes just a little bit tedious to do instead of uh, fun, even for an action adventure thing. It's fine once you finally get to the drill robot and you're finding that as kind of like a mini boss. Uh, but the whole that whole level just for me just kind of dragged and was just a, uh, quite a bit dull. So uh, the third area is it's gone. Okay, the third. Well, I'll I'll mention the abilities for the Sonic and Knuckles on this level. Sonic can do a spin dash where where if there's ramps, he can go up a ramp that the other characters can't reach and uh, grab objects there. While Knuckles can burrow into the ground in certain marked spots and also uh, climb walls with his knuckles and al- and also in certain marked spots. And he's, of course he's a stronger brawler than Sonic but Sonic's got faster uh, punching moves. And do you think and they both it worked? Like, were you having fun when you were playing it or were you like, this is not a Sonic game, I want to play a Sonic game? <laughs> That's kind of my like, this is not a, really a Sonic game, I was getting kind of bored. Uh, Amy's abilities in the second level was a little more fun because they're all platform based and she can go onto these uh, uh, da- balance on these small pipes and jump from pipes pipe to pipe and uh, there are some cool platforming bits with her uh, swinging around and stuff and her uh, her level her and Sonic also were being chased by this giant guardian robot for a while and that was kind of cool it reminded me a little bit of Crash Bandicoot in that sense but without like the gaping holes you had to jump over and such and finally the fourth area was a um, boss fight with uh, Dr. Eggman where he's got his uh, Eggmobile inside of an old mech that he's not used to and it shoots out missiles that just kind of drop dead that Sonic and the gang can use their their inner beams with and whip him back at Eggman to defeat him and that one was pretty good the dialogue is fun in between them. That's the one thing because, you know, you play a game like Sonic uh, Heroes and the dialogue is just awful and annoying and repetitive. And I'll give you that, that it, it wasn't in this one. It actually helps move the narrative along better and there's some, a lot of, quite a few funny moments with that. So, if you like your Sonic that's like story-based and if you want ones that doesn't seem to be too challenging in that and that doesn't give you a lot of frustration, then you might enjoy this one. It's I think it's still better than uh, uh, some other released stuff like Sonic and the Secret Rings or Black Knight. Hmm. So it might still have a fan base. Uh, I don't think that's pretty positive. I was going to say, let's say yeah, the no, Sonic... not very positive. <laughs> I was going to say, let's this, say the Sonic is, IP was very, not used. This isn't bad, it's just very mediocre. So let's say the Sonic IP wasn't used. It was just a, a regular new Sega IP game, and you it, played it. Would you think it was fun, or would you think it was shit? It, I'd still think it was. I'd shit. say it was okay. If it was ratchet, if it was a ratchet and clank game or or like a Tomb Raider game, I would still have been fairly bored. With it. Oops. Crashes. So not so you still prefer your game your you still prefer your Sonic Team games from Sonic Team. <laughs> For now, yeah. 
Although, like I said, I did like Senzaro's 3DS game more than... Did you guys hear any music of the games? Barely on the 3DS. I couldn't hear anything really much on the 3DS. I mean, on the Wii U version. And yeah, what kind the of voice acting was was pretty good. Yeah, um, everybody's very always story complained driven. about uh, Cindy Robinson's Amy always sounding like Minnie Mouse. Especially And now you. she sounds like the old uh, Amy from like Sonic X and stuff. She... Yeah. She sounds a lot better than she did before. And Knuckles yeah, sounds does. a little odd. He has this his deep, calm voice, and calm voice, and then this kind of high, goofy voice afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's when he's weird. being silly. Yeah, he's being silly. At t- whenever he's being silly, his voice almost completely changes. I kind of wanted to add this for this uh, section of the E3. What you played in the demos, if you had to give it a Sega Bits rating... How how would you uh, rate the 3DS version? Oh, it's still too early to tell. It, it demo- well, I'm not saying the game game. I'm just saying the demo you demos. played. The, just yeah, a demo. I, I think it's unfair to kind of rate the demo. Plus, uh, uh, as Steve uh, mentioned before, uh, well, Steve didn't mention this, but as others have mentioned, that uh, it kind of just demos bad. It, you don't you don't get a really good feel of what the full game's like with these with it cut cut up into chunks like this. Yeah, well, this is this is like an issue though. Like, then why do you show the fucking game if it wasn't made ready for well, demo? They have yeah. to because they kind of have to. <laughs> I mean, I know they have to, but it's like, why are you guys going to release it so early and it's and it's still like you're not really impressing anybody. Like, you should have just put a whole level, a whole big what's, section. What's What's really crazy is I was talking to Ben last night, and apparently the the demo that Sega sent to. Um, out to the press, which I I don't well, read they went, previews. They, they didn't go of, out to the press. The press had to come to them. You know, for, you know uh, what I mean. Longer it's, demo. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same idea, but um, but um, they uh, the 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 demos that the press played played back in like April or May, they they were apparently practically broken. Uh, you know the um the the. There was texture popping. There were massive frame rate issues. And as Ben is telling me this and saying the, the game is that bad, I right? go, "No, what, what are you talking about? There was none of that stuff in this demo." It's like, why? Why did they even show it that early? I have to ask. If there were all these graphical issues, what was the point? I mean, like with Sonic Colors, they waited until E3 for that. Sonic Generations, they waited until E3 to show people. Why did they? Ha- what what made them want to show Sonic Boom early? I mean, it's, it's a little odd. You got to think about it though. Now, now it's Sega of America full control of this. Like, I think before, like, I think a lot of people, and if you try to get anybody from Sonic Team on your podcast, sometimes you have to jump loops to try to get somebody. Because well, you also have to keep in mind that like, like Sonic Team. I mean. They, a lot of people in Sonic Team don't even really speak English, so... No, I'm not even saying about that. I'm <laughs> saying, like... Right there. We, I'm not going to say who we were, we were going to get. We're going to get somebody on the podcast that worked on a version of Sonic on a, a platform. And we couldn't get it because Sega, uh, Sega had to email, I guess, Sonic Team for some reason, and I guess they wouldn't let them do interviews hmm. without them being approved. I don't know. I think that's kind of strange, but it's whatever. I was going to say... Um, yeah, it just looks like they showed it too early, and I don't know. I'm I'm not confident it's going to be done in time, but I guess we'll see. Hopefully, they prove me uh, wrong. Oh well, I mean the the de- the thing that we actually saw at E3 was a lot better than what the press played. 
you know, the, the, there were minor frame rate issues, and I think the game had, had an average of 30 frames, which isn't great for a game that looks like that, but isn't awful. But, um, I mean, by and large, the, the game wasn't broken. It, 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 it ran fine. There, there weren't any serious glitches, so I'm sure it'll be finished. I have a and, feeling that uh, this game is going to get trashed. I mean, if Sonic Colors oh, get trashed... Oh, yeah. I mean, if Sonic Lost World and Colors and Generations could get trashed, this game is definitely going to get trashed. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So let's move on to some uh, more na- uh, positive notes. Uh, I guess Sega's big, big game that was supposed to... That's, I guess, Hatsune Miku! No, oh, actually, yes. we're going to talk about Aliens. <laughs> Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, this game is getting positive press, press, and uh, I think it's funny because every time I read a good article about this game, a comment right in the beneath about the the last Aliens game, I'm like, <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh-huh. But I guess this is Sega all deserves it a little bit. Oh, they definitely do, but um, your box. <laughs> so you guys played it on the Oculus Rift? I played Jason it on did. the Oculus Rift. Jason, I tell me, tell me about your experience on with the virtual reality stuff. That was a kind of a trip. I, it was it was a, such a short demo though for an hour long wait, because um, it only lasted about five minutes, and they told me oh it timed out because it went black uh, right as I managed to get away from an alien. But uh, basically, it, uh, in the game, uh, it gets a virtual reality headsets going, and it's all in three D. And I'm looking around the environment uh, by, by moving my head, and I could. Of course, I still have a 360 controller, so I can move forward and turn that way, just like a regular first-person shooter. But it's kind of disorienting too when you're when you're doing a first-person shooter and being able to look by turning your head. Um, I get to this one area where I'm hiding behind a grate uh, uh, and checking my motion tracker to make sure he's not around. And the motion tracker uh, it doesn't go out far enough, really, because he could still find you. So I'm hiding behind this area, and all of a sudden. Uh, this uh, fire erupts uh, near the front of the alien, and the light shines on me, and the alien sees me and starts screaming and freak and freak it out. So I book it into this uh, locker to hide that was near where I first started. And um, what was cool is, while I'm in the locker, I can still move around. I can, uh, I can move all the way up to the front of the grate and look uh, and peek out and see that the alien's just crawling around looking, <laughs> looking for me. They can't find me in the locker, and um, and that was just an absolute trip. That you know, just your head movements like that, bo- both forward and back, and all 360 degree mo- movements can affect environment like that. So, what do you think about? It's the, pretty spooky. Is this the first time you ever played uh, with, on the Oculus Rift? Yeah. What do you think about it? It was pretty awesome. Um, I I'd play it probably in a darker environment because I could still get I was still getting a light coming in from on the goggles from beneath, so I, I w- it wasn't quite fully in, enveloped except when I wasn't paying attention to that because the the rest of the image completely surrounds your eyes. And did you uh, is it something you would want to buy if you had it for consoles? Oh hell yeah, yeah. I'd lo- I'd love to buy this thing. This this is probably the future of gaming right here. I uh, I played this um, this bullet time demo thing which pretty much the goal was to dodge bullets coming in from the windows and from these four guys in front of you and grab a gun and uh, I just kept dying over and over again because it's, it's, it, it's weird that you can't dodge that you can't really duck or anything you have to run st- 
straight into a hail of gunfire. And um, so uh, I'm trying to, like, maneuver around the bullets, but they always ma- managed to track me and hit me and kill me. And after about five minutes, I was getting physically ill. Of due due to the due to the Oculus's 3D graphics, which I never get physically ill from 3D graphics, so that was I don't I don't really know what was going on there. So were the bullets coming at you in slow motion or something? Oh uh, yeah, they were. Yeah, it's okay. it's kind it was kind of matrixy. So it, was it just for the Oculus Rift? Yeah, it was, it was just a simple tech demo. Oh okay. So what do you guys what do you think about the Oculus Rift? Was this your first time using it? Yes, and uh, it might be my last, but I don't know. Uh, they had a, a space sim running running on it that I really wanted to try, but I didn't. So they kind of missed an opportunity to sell it to me. But um, you know, uh, you could always uh, you could always order the dev version for three hundred dollars. But I mean, you had to play it on your PC and stuff, so that'd be weird. I uh, mean, you guys don't have. It, isn't it only available on the PC? Yeah, for right now, yeah. And wait, it's only three hundred dollars. How how does that? Uh, uh, it's a it's a developer's version. They're saying they're trying to make it cheaper. So I mean, imagine what they could do. Huh. Uh, I'm hearing David Zuckerberg, uh, you know, because Facebook owns uh, Oculus Rift now. He want they want to make it as affordable as possible for the uh, consumers. He said he wanted oh, to hell. do a he wanted to do a billion man MMO, like be the first company. For $300, I might pick it up, but I worry. I mean, if I get sick, I'll pretty much have to send it back. So, I don't <laughs> know. We'll have to, to see, I guess. You're the one who spent $200 on a NVIDIA Shield this week. A $150. And That's right. The NVIDIA Shield is awesome. And does it, not give me motion sickness. There you go. I was going to say, um, so... You, did you, guys, you guys only played a tech demo. They didn't have the actual demo of the, what the game's going to be like? Well, no, no. Uh, Jason played the, the actual demo. Okay, I so the, the actual demo. demo is you hiding and shit. I mean, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, I was, I was uh, hiding and, and trying, and uh, and uh, what's cool is I could kind of peek around using my head to look for him. <laughs> so and then when he saw me, I, I used the joysticks to like book it into the next room to hide. Did you play uh, Aliens Colonial Marines? <laughs> no, they did not have that. And I'm gonna say, did you play it? I'm saying. Oh, uh, last year, yeah. Okay. Different game, I'm assuming. <laughs> this is more survival horror, the other one was more yes, shooter. Yes, it's much more yes, survival very horror. Different. You're not only one alien, and you're not just shooting a bunch of the little buggers. There's no, it, there is no real horror, horror element in Aliens. If it were a version of Colonial Marines that didn't suck, I would gladly have played it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... um. In the scary... Is it scary or is it... Uh, what's the other word they call the other ones? Just, uh... I don't know. Would you consider that scary, the popping up? I, I don't consider that stuff, like, scary. I guess it would be, like, thrilling. Well, it's different if it would be on your television. But when you're fully enveloped in virtual reality and you're, like, there, then, yeah, it would be uh, quite a bit more pretty scary. pretty ter- terrifying, right? Yeah. By the way, uh, fun little fact. Sega has these patches... Uh, for the aliens demo, if you manage to beat the demo and not die, they'll give you a patch. And apparently, no one at E3 has gotten a patch yet. So, Damn. yeah, no one has beaten the demo. <laughs> so maybe I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, so nobody ever beat the demo. No, but it's it's an E3. It's, it's from a what tough I, demo, yeah, man. It's, <laughs> um, I pl- I originally played it on a regular. Uh, 
you know, flat screen TV at the Sega booth, and I was getting killed left and right by that damn alien. Just trying to pass him. And this time, the only reason I didn't get killed is the time ran out. (laughs) I hope the game does well. I mean, what it seemed, a lot of the press really liked the game, and I really liked the idea that they're not, like, you know, we were just talking about the Sonic game, and you guys were like, it's too fucking easy. And it's pretty nice knowing that, like, there's a developer out there that is like, you know what, let's uh, let's give these guys something if they actually beat a hard demo that we created for E3. <laughs> so I think that's pretty nice. Hatsune Miku is hard as shit. Well, we'll talk, talk about that right now. I just wanted to talk about Aliens a couple more... Oh, I had a couple questions about the game. Um, did he talk about any multiplayer stuff? I don't think it's a multiplayer game. Um, I don't think it's got multiplayer. Okay, that's what I assumed. I'm surprised, that just because of the developer, but... Um, this is a essentially a first-person survival horror game. There are no guns or anything like that. It's, it's strictly a single-player experience. And uh, the graphics? Uh, pretty good. Uh, nothing outstanding or anything, but definitely uh, does the trick. Um, you guys <sighs> played it on PC, I assume. Um, I, my, uh, the one I played uh, at the booth, because they let me in pretty quick as press... Uh, was um, on PS4. Okay, nice. and of course the Oculus Rift as well. And uh, Oculus R- R- Rift was PS was a PC, I guess, right? I'm assuming so. I mean, yeah. it's on PC too. Um, all right, um, now we could talk about your favorite game, Knuckles. Look at you, you all happy. <laughs> it's not my favorite game. It's just the, the game I, the game I played that wasn't Sonic and. Uh, What's funny is, fun. uh, yesterday we were actually, uh, he was actually playing the PS Vita version for the first time, and we put the, we uh, hooked up the car speakers to, to that, so we were playing Hatsune Miku music all the way to E3. <laughs> yeah, we were pl- we were blasting it through the speakers in downtown LA, man. God damn, Knuckles, I know you were a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, fuck the LA Kings. <laughs> I agree with that, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Uh, but I'm a yeah. Sharks fan, so what just, do I know? Just try and find me, suck, because you'll never, you'll never get me. I'll be out in California say, by the time you hear this. <laughs> I was going to say, um, how do you like the second uh, second F? You said it was fun, I mean, compared to the first one. I mean, this is your first time ever it, it, playing this game, right? Well, it's the third time. I played it once in, in at Round 1 Arcade as an arcade game, uh, like, three days ago. And then, like, yesterday, I played the Vita version, and, um, yeah, and, oh, and then two days... And then, uh, then two days ago, I played the Vita version, and then yesterday I played the PS3 version, and uh, it, it's it's pretty much the the first game. You know, the gameplay is pretty much the exact. It's essentially just the exact same game with new songs and new visuals. And it's, I actually, I actually kind of know most of the stuff that's new on that because I had to like cover the news when it was, was uh, when it came out in Japan. So yeah, I'm you thinking know, know more about it than I do. It yeah. does seem quite a bit harder than the last one. I was yeah, well, I wouldn't say it was that. My ass. I think that those Hatsumiku games are hard as shit to begin with. Like, I understand. I mean, they look cute and stuff, but man, they fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. The arcade version really fucked me up because how many quarters I didn't know where did you any spend? The buttons were. Uh, there there weren't quarters. They were credits, and uh, not many, not okay. many. We mostly played uh, Let's Go Jungle, which I'm going to review. Oh, nice. Yes, uh, Jason played the lady, and I played the dude, and we uh, had a, and it tested our, our compatibility. 
It was so, kind of awkward. <laughs> so, Jason, uh, his first time being a woman in the game? <laughs> but not in a video game. I mean, come on, we played Laura Croft and lots of other characters. But yeah, yeah. what's weird is it's got this romantic angle in a turret-based shooter. Yeah, that's the best part of it. That's just crazy. I was going to say, um, okay, now let's talk about a game I actually really, really like. really touched on Hatsune Miku that much. <laughs> what? We didn't really touch on his. Well, not, well I mean, what, I mean, there's not much to say. It's just weird. <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to, if you want to talk about more about the demo, what do you think about the song that they demoed? What song did they demo? Uh, See, well, let's move on to something else. The world, the world, the world is mine. One was, was one of them. That's her. Oh, that's there we go. Song. I don't, yeah, I don't remember the other two, but what the well, third one had the entire cast in it. Uh, here's a good question, actually, that I actually have on my notes. Was there a lot of people in line to play Hatsune Miku? Not really. Uh, the no. demos were decently busy at times, but uh, you know, really, none of the uh, none of the uh, well, okay, actually, no, scratch that. Neither Hatsune Miku or Sonic Boom were had were drawing massive lines. Aliens was, but that's because of how it was set up, where it's just you know, kind of a series of big rooms. Yeah, and. Oh. How many playable dem? How many? How many playable dem- demos were there, Jason? Well, for Sega, just three. Well, four if you count the 3DS and the Wii U version of Sonic Boom separate. No, 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 no. How alien? How many alien bo- demo booths were there? Oh well, there was two. Well, there was one for uh, theater, just for showing, just for showing video of it. Yeah. And the other one, I think, had about ten or about a dozen uh, monitors playing. Oh, not, oh, okay. I guess that was by far the most popular title there. <laughs> I remember there being some long lines. So, uh, Hatsune Miku was just there to show because it's coming out soon, basically. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that, and I, that and Sega's really pushing. It's pretty much the only Japanese title that they're pushing right Isn't now. Isn't that so fucking weird? Like, man, it kind of makes me a little depressed, but I mean... And I, there's also a Hatsune, Hatsune Miku Khan coming in October. <sighs> It just makes me a little sad because, like, I really, really wanted Yakuza series to take off, and plus, they gave it, they gave it like five freaking releases or something like that. <laughs> so it didn't, tur- it didn't pan out. At least they gave it five freaking releases. I mean, yeah, I didn't think we were. I remember when Yakuza Two was announced on PS2 that they were going to release it. I was so excited. I, the first day I went and bought it, and I was like, they're never going to release another Yakuza game. I better <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. So, uh, but hey, we we got we got five, like, so yeah. Yeah, well, we got one, two, one three, Dead four, Souls. and the Dead Souls or whatever it's called, which was kind of, kind of sad. The Dead Souls was the last one we got. That's a that's a low note to go out. And, and and for the record, I did actually buy every Yakuza game except Dead Souls, but I haven't played anything beyond two. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Dead Souls is not worth picking the up. The shooting mechanic is horrible. In that. It is, but you, you you know what? You get used to. I, I don't want to talk too much about Yakuza Dead Souls, but you get used to the mechanic, and it's okay. But it still doesn't make it right because it makes no sense. They could have done it way easier. Yeah. So uh, hey, I want to talk about Bayonetta and Sexy yes. Link. That's what I was going to hype up. I was going to say the one game that I really looking forward to. It's and I'm, so good. I, I'm so going to break good. and buy a Wii U. I know it, and I can't stop myself. Oh my god, the, the final boss battle of the Bayonetta two demo is one of the most epic fucking things yeah, I've man, ever I watched, seen. I watched, <laughs> first question. Oh god. I'm, I'm like, first question. How ridiculously over the top it was. Jason goes first. What do you think of yeah. the game? I mean the demo they had there. 
Uh, really I didn't play. play. I just watched Alex play the demo of Bayonetta two while I played Dan- Bayonetta itself because I played Dan- Bayonetta last year. Bayonetta plays like Bayonetta. You know, so completely different. So I was just mainly watching the way he he was playing, and it looks pretty. It looked pretty cool. I, we took video of him playing it both in regular uh, with the buttons and tapping on the on the uh, on game a, screen, a, which works better than I remember being last year because it actually, it's actually it's not a separate mode, uh, control mode that you have to access in a menu it's actually just it's always there it works surprisingly well I mean it's, it, it, but isn't it like more bullshit like simplistic just for like family I guess or people I don't know who would want to play with that um yeah it, it is simplistic but it, it it works and it's decently fun it's just not nearly as good as the uh yeah. you know it's, it's it's just not nearly as good as actually holding the c- control in your hand but given that this game does have a co-op mode, this could be a good way to kind of get your significant other or your kid who really shouldn't be playing these types of games into in, in, into Bayonetta. So you know, <laughs> it's a it's a decent control method that works. But what really what the highlight of of the demo was was just the epic boss battles. I mean, the the final one I could just gush over for the for, for the rest of the podcast, but I probably shouldn't because I'm really I'm really tired and I'll just start gar- uh, garbling off and saying nonsense like I'm doing right now. Yeah. I was going to say so what do you think about this build compared to last year's build? Well, last year's build was only one awesome stage and this year's build was that awesome stage Plus two other awesome stages. This one featured the first. Le- the first stage is really more of a traditional stage. I now, thought he was never going to stop playing. It was going <laughs> so long. It wasn't going for that long. I, went, I I think I like played for about like ten minutes or something. Well, the first time you played for about ten to fifteen minutes, and then we it was uh, not went to, to look 15. at some Atlas games, 10. and I said, "Okay, I'll go play Ocu- uh, not Oculus Rift. Sorry." Um, uh, Sunset Overdrive because I was really interested in that game. No, no, uh, you're, 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 this is a, this is Citizens of Earth, not Bayonetta. Oh, you're talking so, about Citizens of Earth. Oh, okay. Th- that's what I was playing while you were at Sunset Overdrive. Oh, okay. And but we're not in Atlas yet. We're still in Bayonetta, which is the best Sega game at the show. It's fucking Nintendo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love you, Nintendo. But um. But uh, yeah, but the the, the second I, I I played the second and third stage because the first stage was pretty much just what they had last year, and uh, it, the, the the second stage it's it's kind of a very typical bayonetta level. You know, you you go through the through the stage, you fight a big boss, then you do something cool like walk up a wall or something, or and then you fight another big boss, and then there's this massive dragon at the end that gets like demolishes this this whole. This whole block of buildings and street, and, you, and, you, and you're just fighting it in the air on this slab of rock. Is it's just you know, it, and it's the usual epic bayonet affair. And then we have the the the, the third mission, which it's, it's it's actually a lot shorter because it's kind of just a uh, a short run through um uh, through, through through like. I don't know, several areas where you're fighting a bunch of smaller enemies. And then you encounter this angel dude. And at first, it's it's kind of small. You know, you're fighting him one-on-one in a town. You know, nothing big, big is happening. And then he summons this gigantic fucking angel dragon, which we'd all recognize from the last game. It's like it has two heads and it has uh, these, these two, like, human heads in its chest. I don't remember what it's called. 
but it was from the first Bayonetta game, and he summons it. And then Bayonetta summons this gigantic um, lion thing, and they start going at it. And then while they're fighting in the background, and occasionally I, I think they like they smash part of the stage like you're fighting on. You, you're still fighting the angel dude, and then and then um, the, the 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 lion and the dragon kill each other, and it, and and the both Bayonetta and this angel dude summon these. Two gigantic, huge monsters, and a whole battle takes into the sky. And then Bayonetta and the Angel Dude are flying through the air, with, I guess, I guess you know, just hitting each other. While this massive battle between two gigantic gods is happening in the background, <laughs> and then after you manage to to, to kind of uh, to defeat the Angel Dude, the the massive demon that. Bayonetta summons, grabs the angel, grabs the giant angel thing, and punches its face off over and over again. You have to actually control it, and you can kill that damn thing. And it's like, yeah, it looks like Rock'em Sock'em Robots yeah, a little bit. It right is the, yeah, and I finished it with a series of like, uppercuts, uppercuts to the, to the chin. It's just, it is one of the most epic things I've ever played. And it didn't, like, it didn't feel scripted. Like, it was, there, there weren't really any QTEs. Look, even for Bayonetta, it, Bayonetta has QTEs, but all the most pretty much his entire entire thing was just live action it was just constant actual movement where you're in control of just kicking the shit out of these people and it's just this is really really cool and this is not this is like better than most final bosses in any game I've ever played and this was not even a final boss <laughs> like I think this was better than the final boss of the original bayonetta where you printed where you pretty much kill God and punch it into the sun I mean okay like there's there's nothing that beats punching God into the sun but as, aside from that <laughs> so what do you think about the um... They said it was 60 frames per second. Did it was it a constant 60 frames per second? Um, I don't think I, I, uh, I don't think the uh, the Bayonetta two was. I, I believe that had some frame rate it stutter, was, but it was very close. But there was times where there was a tiny bit of frame rate stutter. Not really but, bad, but there was times where you noticed it would drop around near 30 and then go back up to 60. But we are dealing with an E3 build, and the frame rate is always poorer in the E3 build unless the game is coming out next month. I would say it was mostly 60 frames a <laughs> So, I mean, it, technically, I the, uh, it's really impressive. <laughs> I did play the Bayonetta 1 demo uh, with the, the, you know, the different changes of a Nintendo clothes in it. Slutty so Peach, cross-dressing yeah. Link. <laughs> now, I, was playing as, I was playing as Bayonetta dressed up as Samus Aran, and it's basically the demo from the original to Bayonetta back in the day, from like two or th- from like three or four years ago. If you remember that, it's like the first stage, basically. But every time somebody played it, she'd be in a different outfit. The first time I saw it, she was Peach, with like a parasol on that and a pink dress. And then somebody else was playing her, and uh, Alex kind of liked it. He thought it was sexy. She was... She was uh, dressed up as Link with the sword. I didn't say it was sexy. I said, "Oh my god, that sexy Link! I don't think that looks bad at all." <laughs> well, Why does this feel so awkward? Shut up! That she looks sexy as Link. I didn't say she looks sexy. Who do you who do you think wore it better, Bayonetta or Link? Bayonetta. Bayonetta. <laughs> okay. Um, so, th- did he uh, say that was the only special features that the? First one would have, or 
Well, it also has it also has a higher resolution in the frame rate, I believe. So it's basically right? the definitive edition. Yeah, and it comes yeah. for free with Bayonetta too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it has a higher insane. resolution. It looks about the same, but it was sixty frames a second. Like I thought, you, I thought you told me it was ten. I thought they said it was ten eighty p sixty frames for the original Bayonetta. I don't think so. I'm not sure, but I don't think huh. so. I'd be surprised if they didn't do that because they're doing it with Bayonetta too. <laughs> yeah, I know. It would. It would. Yeah. Well, probably. I, 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 could, I can't tell from those monitors. I've, uh, it's funny. Uh, Alex says he can't really tell much from the difference between 30 frames a second and 60 frames per second, which yeah. well, I can't right away. It's very obvious to me. But I can't really tell the difference much between 720p and 1080p. For me, I, I can see anything that's like below 30, fine. It's like I can see stuttering at around 20 or something. And we're like, oh, yeah, the frame rate's bad. But if it's between 30 and 60, I struggle to see a difference. Well, well, let's not let's not nitpick and uh, be technical. The game looks smooth. Yeah, the <laughs> game, game is awesome, and everyone should go buy it. So worth yeah. it for the Wii U? Yes, yes, it is. This is this is going to be like one of the best action games ever made. I'm hoping it sells, I because I, it, it deserves to sell a couple million copies. Yeah, but it won't because it's on the Wii U and Nintendo's marketing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I, that that freaking uh, Hercule game that's like Dynasty Wars is probably going to sell more. Um, and, and for the record, I'm not saying that se- that the game would be better off in Sega's hands. I'm just saying Nintendo doesn't have the best track record marketing a game like Bayonetta. Just yeah, look at Wonderful 101. I mean, the last Platinum yeah, games... I was about to mention that. The last Platinum games game didn't do that great marketing like, But, you know, just stick Mario in it, and Nintendo will just become a marketing god. <laughs> That's true. I was going to say, um, Sega Mobile Party. You guys went to that, right? Uh, yes, we did, and it yep. was fun. It actually, had I probably had a better time there than I did with. <laughs> did you get drunk? No, we had. No, coke. We I don't even like fun. alcohol. We had a hell of a time finding it at first because it was. It's. It was saying it was like at a Honeycut Hotel, and I couldn't find that. It said it was on uh, Flower, and it sure as hell wasn't on Flower. It was on Eighth Avenue in a like an alleyway. Yeah, it was behind a, a Honeycut Bar. It was behind a hotel I stayed in back in 2011. Yeah, it was just down this dark alley. <laughs> so you stayed behind in the, sh- the shadiest. So Sega's like, let's take these guys to like a rape alley and then we'll show them a party. <laughs> you know, really, it's this you know nice dark bar. Uh, it looks like a real seedy, seedy place to be honest. But yeah, but the actual bar looked nice enough. Yeah, the bar was nice. It was, it was, it was actually like a, a dance floor, there. and there were. There were all these little orbs overhead. I tried to get pictures, but it was so dark that you know, just you can catch, you can see them on the twi- on on our Twitter. I posted them up there, but I couldn't really get anything without the without a flash, which I didn't want to start blinding people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. I was going to say, yeah, was, um, I did get a picture was, of the food. What yeah, was the what food? was great is we got to finally relax for a bit uh, oh, before, before we really focused on the games. We went to the bar and. Just sat down, had some uh, sodas and these uh, this nice little fruit. They had these pretzel uh, beef and bacon sandwiches uh, pre- with pretzel bread. And oh my god, they were so good. Oh, yeah, it, it was really good. I have to oh, confess, really- I had three of them. <laughs> I had. Uh, I was going to have two, but they ran out, so I had one. Fuck, Jason, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, thanks oh, a lot. Yeah, but sitting down and relaxing and the food was so tasty, uh, uh, so... 
really put us in a good mood when we finally got around to playing the games. So yeah. what games did they have at the event? They had uh, Sonic Dragon Jump. Point, which is already out. Um, Sonic Jump Fever, which uh, has leaps and bounds improvements over Sonic Jump. Yeah, Crazy uh, Taxi Super- Fair Wars and uh, the... the uh, Super what? Monkey Ball Piggle type. Yeah, Super Monkey Ball. Uh, Isn't that uh, one already out too? I hope not. I don't think <laughs> it's out. I, I don't think, no, I don't think it's out. Uh, mo- most of these games are out in Canada because they kind of test them out there. Okay. But they'll all be out in August. Okay. These games will be out in August finally. So let's talk about the Sonic uh, Jump Fever. What do you think about that game? Best, best Sonic fun. game at E3. <laughs> yeah. I, Wait, they I, had I, it at as, E3? Uh, well, it wasn't. Well, you know what I mean. Pretty much it is. As we were leaving, I, I told Jason, you know, I really hate to say it, but Sonic, well, we, Sonic Jump Fever is probably the best Sonic game of E3. And like, yeah, <laughs> and he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. Yeah, they made some I, and, huge uh, improvements out of it because uh, before you'd have to uh, reach these long checkpoints before you die in order to keep progressing through that level. And then here they just keep uh, shooting you out of the cannon until they, you run out of lives. There's, there's and it's nice. like mad. There's enemies all over the place. And it keeps so just this constant and, and, flow of speed going. You're just constantly yeah, going up. It's surprisingly fast for a game where all you're doing is jumping further up in the air. Yeah, yeah they, it's they really, really good. Really, uh, yeah, boosted the speed on that. Um, <coughs> every character from the previous game will be able to be unlocked eventually by collecting red rings. I mean... Even characters like Rouge, Vector, or Blaze, or Cream will be available. Um, there's also now Chow, and Chow play an important part of the game. You, there's a Chow Garden where you could, I guess you could find the Chow. And when I was selecting a character, well, the one the one demo I had was uh, a later build of the game. He, uh, there was also an earlier build. Uh, the one I had had a, selectable, uh, a Sonic only and oh. some selectable Chow. And each Chow had a different power. Like, one will grab more rings for you. Uh, one will uh, protect you and fight the other enemies. Uh, another one will uh, help boost you up in the air further. So it's pretty cool that uh, Chow play a really important element in the game now. And now I think I can finally write the, finish my Sonic Jump preview for Sonic Stadium. <laughs> After uh, yeah, so that if this you like time. Chow, you're going to love this <laughs> game because there, there's Chow galore in this game. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this game. And this is coming from someone who... I'm kind of a self-professed mobile gaming racist, <laughs> but, but um, which is funny because you just bought an N- Nvidia Shield. Well, it has nothing but mobile games. Well, except it, for Half Life Two. It's essentially a gaming console, and it also has Max Payne and Grand Theft Auto Vice City and Sonic Four Episode Two and Sonic the Hedgehog One, Two, and CD from Crit from um, uh, damn it, Christian Christopher Christian White. What's his name? Whitehead. Whitehead. Say, uh, he had it right. Okay, Christian Whitehead. Yeah, I've been saying his name all day, and I just forgot it. Christian Whitehead. You know, there, there are lots of there are lots of console games on it. It's really it's more well, I, I, I can, it's more of like a handheld PC than anything else. Well, you said the main reason you wanted it is it has a really Dreamcast cool, uh, Dreamcast emulation. emulation. Yes, it, I can finally have a handheld Dreamcast. <laughs> That's the only reason you bought it for. God. That's the that's the primary reason. And you're more nerdy than me. Me. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Would you seriously turn down a dream, a handheld Dreamcast for three hundred dollars or two hundred dollars? Yeah. No, no, no. I paid a hundred and fifty dollars. No, that's that. actually kind of a steal. And I do have a the card, <laughs> the graphics card, it comes with, so I can stream my games on it. 
Yeah, I, I'm building a PC for my for my birthday this uh, this summer, so I'm I'm getting a the proper hardware so I can do that. You, um, <laughs> that means you're going to play PC games with me, with me, right? Yes, I'm finally going to join the PC Master Race. Very begrudgingly. Now I can already imagine next year when you get into it, you're going to be like, huh, these games don't... I don't like none of these games. My PC could run these games better. <laughs> yes, I'm going to become a PC elitist. Um, I'm going to lose all my friends. So, Sonic Jump, best Sonic game uh, at E3, or Fever Jump, or Jump Fever. I and say hesitantly, yes. Jason, I think more so. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he uh, can't... It, you have to admit, it is a quality Sonic game. The others it are is very arguable, fun. but this one is actually it's, fun. It's fun got a really, really nice flow to it. Like in the original Sonic Jump, you, you, you often have to do a lot of vertical movement, and it's very. And once you fall, it just completely kills your flow. And you yeah, and there's just the, shit happening all over the place. It's not yes. like just flat and plain. And they've added a boost. And they've added a boost, but uh, a boost function where after you gather a certain number of rings, the game just blasts you into the air at just a, a million miles per second. The background yeah, changes. Make you grab even more rings. Yeah, it's just um, it's just really fun. Uh, uh, what about uh, the Super Monkey Ball game? It was actually better than I was expecting. Like, when I first saw it, oh, God, this looks so boring. And I've never, ever played Peggle, mind you, so I had no idea. Well, I'm a Peggle, Peggle veteran, yeah. so I can, you know. So, actually, I'm going to hear Jason. Compare this game to Peggle. What do you like about, what did they do that they copied Peggle, and what did they do that was well, original? They did, they did copy Peggle, I'll admit that, okay. but they added a lot more to it. You can now, uh, you can also collect bananas in the game besides just just trying to finish up certain pegs. The bananas help give you extra bonuses, extra powers. Um, there's other extra abilities in the game, plus there's boss fights <coughs> for the characters. Well, they're and, very uh, hard. Yeah, there's uh, it has all the uh, monkeys in it, and each monkey you play has a different power to them. So there, there's a lot of ability. Yeah, nobody there got got uh, beat the uh, one boss. I got close because uh, you have to hit him five times with the pickle ball or whatever it's called. <laughs> the and I hit ball? him four. The, the, the monkey ball. Yeah, the, the monkey ball. Mon- the little monkey ball. Yeah, uh, I hit him four out of five times, but I didn't quite get him before I ran out of the balls. So um. I just didn't have the balls to do it. I heard a lot of negative stuff about it. Apparently, a lot of people were saying that the, the game was dropping or dying or something. Somebody was telling me on on on, uh, on Skype to, earlier well, today. Well, the demos we played were all kind of glitchy, but again, that's kind of expected. Yeah, what's weird was uh, um, when we were playing the early beta version of Sonic uh, Jump Fever, because for some reason there was two versions of the demo on the floor. When, uh, one of them, you could select Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, and the other one, you could only click select Sonic, but the one where you could only select Sonic was more advanced. But the other that? one... I don't know, but the other one... Uh, you, it, I am hearing you could play, Knuckles, you could play fine, but when you play as Amy, it crashes the game. Yeah, and I kept crashing the game over and over again because I thought, yeah, I really have to play this final character so I can get a feel for all of them. But nope. <laughs> and yeah. finally Jason told me, yeah, yeah, she crashes the game because she's such a... Because she's such an awful character, and no one likes her, even the iPad. <laughs> I was going to say, um, so the other two games that were there, Dragon Coin and um, what was the other one? D- Crazy Taxi. Well, Dragon Coin. I've already. We're really not talking about Dragon. Coin. Yeah, as I say, that one's already out, so we don't have to talk I about that. You can, 
you can download Crazy that. Taxi was a lot of fun. It was it was a bit better than I was expecting because it's it's got like this drift mechanic where you can you like you can if you hold a a turn long enough, the taxi will keep turning. It's actually possible to overturn and just crash into things and stuff. Which yeah. I was expecting this to be a really stiff on rails game, but it's actually it's actually it's got some some flow to it. You know, it's got some fluidity to its movement, which surprised yeah, me. The guy who was talking to me on there, uh, it's it's very linear at first, but he says eventually it gets into where it's kind of an open world like the original Crazy Taxi, and you can kind of move around like that. So that kind of uh, excites me. I'm kind of uh, more interested. Now, all these games are also free-to-play, where you have to kind of like buy power-ups to get better at the game and that. And what but they're, they're all done in, uh, yeah, they're all done pretty much a fair way, I think. Next, I do hope that... that- this Except game is Crazy success. Taxi, it seems to like a lot of Crazy Taxi's time unlock stuff. So uh, here's a few uh, things. I, it, the Jump Fever, is, it's also being done by Hardlight, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's a Crazy Taxi game. And uh, the Monkey Ball game is done by Three Rings, the company yeah, that yeah, did yeah, Spiral yeah. Knights. Yeah, them. I was actually just complaining today. I was like, what are those guys doing? And somebody's like, dude, they're doing that Peggle ripoff game. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Because I was saying they should have ported Spiral Knights to the Wii U as a free game. With I thought it would be pretty popular. That would work well on a Wii U, I think. Yeah, I, I guess. I've never actually played Spiral Knights. It's kind of like a like Zelda-ish kind of gameplay, like the old Zeldas, where you have like a fixed camera, but you play with your friends and explore dungeons and stuff. Uh, well, you know what Nintendo needs to do is they need to go to Sega and say, hey... We'll pay you lots of money to port some games over, and then then ask for Spiral Knights and Knights in the Dreams and Skies of Arcadia, maybe Fun Shenmue Three, maybe <laughs> okay, Nintendo I'm on the Wii U. There also be a lot of mad people. <laughs> oh God, that would piss everybody off except me and Jason, and ho- maybe you. Probably that would not piss you off, right? I'm probably gonna buy a Wii U anyway, cause uh, well, we'll talk about that in the end of the fucking podcast. And me talking about Nintendo positively is very <laughs> rare. I just want to say that, cause I've been bashing the Wii brand since the Wii came out and was first announced. I hated it. So uh, okay, we're gonna talk about Atlas games. Uh, yeah, now uh, me and Jason divided these games up. I took two, he took two. So what so, do you guys um, want to talk about? First. Yeah, there was there was more on the floor, but then we found out it was NIS that that was publishing through. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that fairy that fairy game that yeah, some the bouncing fairy RPG with it, which <laughs> was it called Citizens of Earth? Close off and it was all fan servicey, and it was done done by the guys who did the uh, uh, Hyper Dimension the, Neptunia Neptunia game. Yeah, and that one was all fan servicey, and so was this. So, <laughs> and it was just it was just not appealing to me at all. So I was like, "Oh, I'm glad I don't have to cover this." <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, play, Citizens of Earth was an Atlas game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was my game. That so, was, tell us about the gameplay. He actually did an interview where he didn't mess up and he didn't have the questions written down. I'm hey, so proud of you him. You know, I, <laughs> you always yeah, write the questions down. Always. Uh, for this one, I just didn't have the time. I didn't know anything about the game. I just I talked to the guy. I talked to um, um, the the uh, Atlas guy on the game beforehand to kind of get a feel for it, and then I I just went for it, <laughs> and I didn't fuck it up. Aside from aside from the first introduction, but you know what you're gonna do. <laughs> but yeah, Citizens of Earth. That's it's a fun little game. Um, it's 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 a it's, it's a retro RPG. 
you know, it's a, admittedly it's kind of common these days, retro RPGs, but it's a retro RPG, it's fun, it's got this great sense of humor. You know, if, if you're into politics, you'll, I think you'd really appreciate this, because the vice president of the earth, which that, who, he's a star of this game, he is a pomp, he's kind of a pompous ass who lives with his mother, and she wakes him up and treats him like a child, and he's like 50 years old, <laughs> and, um, and he essentially what what he has to do he has to go around befriend all these citizens and then have them fight all of his battles for him. He doesn't actually do any combat or anything in the game. He is essentially a non-player character in his own game. Kind of in his own game, he is he is a douchebag. That guy too. And uh, and what do you guys, what do you think about the game? You never played a game like this. Would you? Well, I, I've played a few retro RPGs, and from what I've played of this, I I I, I definitely want to see more. It's got a nice sense of humor. It wasn't exactly laugh out loud funny, but it was I very heard it charming. Was heavily inspired by Earthbound. Oh yeah, right? yes, yes, it was heavily inspired by Earthbound. The, the, they mentioned that often in the um, in the uh, interview. But yeah. I don't have any experience with Earthbound, so I can't really speak to that. But. Um, Oh, there's a bunch of these Nintendo nerds online like that game. It's <laughs> well, like they'll, they'll probably like this one. And by the way, it's going to be on the Wii U and 3DS, and it's not like those Wii U owners have much else to play. <laughs> it's also going to come out on PC, 3D. Yeah, oh, yeah, you already said it. Every every everything under the sun. Um, no, X, no, no Xbox. Platform. No Xbox, of course. I mean, that the Xbox. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they're too busy denying and uh, changing their uh, services somewhere. Um. Uh, Abyss Odyssey? Who got that oh, one? That, that, that was also my game. I didn't like that one quite as much because, well, you know, humor is always a good way to win me over, and this game didn't have any humor. It was, it's, just kind, of, it's, just, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a mashup between Smash Brothers and a roguelike, except it's, it's an easy roguelike. When you die, you lose all your equipment, your items, but you get to keep your gold, your experience, and your skills. And so it's a really hard game. Like, um, but we but we we started at this medium difficulty at the top layer of this kind of this maze like um, dungeon, and you have to descend downward. And the game was real quickly getting more difficult, more difficult, more difficult until like by the, by the third dungeon, by the third area. You know, we were we had already died once, and we were these we we were these soldiers now who were tasked with with trying to get to the next um, checkpoint and resurrecting our old characters, and they just got, they just got butchered by some killer plants. And <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's a hard game. But uh, it's, 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 it's really accessible and fun, though. If you, if you like Smash Brothers, it's, kind of, it's, it's not too different from them. I mean, it's, it's, like it's not nearly as floaty. The, the controls are tighter. But it's, it's a similar kind of game, except you know, it's a roguelike RPG. <laughs> You want to know? Uh, here's a few little nice facts about the developers behind that game. They uh, they actually made Xenoclash. Have you guys ever played those games? Yeah, I haven't played it, played it, but I did look it up. It looks really weird. <laughs> and this is the even weirder part. They're from Chile. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was Chile. I guess knew it was some country down in South America. <laughs> to knuckles, they're all the same down there. Hey, 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 hey! hey. <laughs> that joking. is not true. I I, I know we're. I know, I know. I'm joking too. I'm just, Mike, never mind. <laughs> um, who played Persona Ultimax? 
Jason. LT Climax or whatever. Yeah, it's basically... I don't even know how you say it. I was going to say, my brother actually pre-ordered this game, so he's all excited about it. What do you think about it? God, there's a lot of Persona games, apparently. Uh, There's two of them they didn't have (laughs) on a show, and one of them was a fucking dance game with the Persona character. Yeah, there's a dance game coming out, like Hatsune Miku, and then there's going to be a game that's like a roguelike RPG uh, called Persona Persona Q. Q. Yeah, and then they have Persona 5. Blow Your Brains is... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then they have this one, the fighting game. So yeah, tell I us guess... about the fighting game. Uh, I only played uh, one round, uh, and uh, I, I managed to win, but I only think the guy, the guy was going like way easy on me. But basically, it's a 2D fighter where uh, your character has their story progress, and, uh, and they have has RPG elements where I guess they can be upgraded and uh, made more powerful through the single-player I'm assuming that, uh, Jason, you didn't play the the one before this one came out, right? No. Okay. Well, because there's a one that's... Uh, this one, that what it seems like, is like a sequel to the other one, but I thought it was like a expansion pack, kind of like, you know, Super Street Fighter 4, but apparently not. They're saying it's all new. Yeah. It looks like it has a shit ton of characters, too. There's a lot of characters in that one. How, what do you think about the animation and the graphics and all that nice stuff? The 2D animation. It looks pretty good. It's all it's all 3D backgrounds. Um, unfortunately, they do a, uh, this stupid thing where, and on the the game I played, where they do a close up of some of the 3D backgrounds, and it looks like PS2 textures. But then it looks okay once it zooms back at, into normal. It's most well, likely. Why they, even bother that. Knowing Persona, they most likely ripped all the textures right out of the PS2 games. Um, yeah. <laughs> But then, and then when you're playing it, there uh, it's uh, <coughs> pardon me, uh, pixel art. Yeah. It's so pixelated uh, 2D animation, but it's still quality animation. You don't play many Persona games, do you, Barry? No, I'm not. I'm not a Persona guy. Oh, I, I really want to get into the franchise personally. You, you guys, have, uh, have if you guys have a Vita, dude, I'm telling you, get, get uh, Persona 4 Golden, and I'm pretty sure you guys will be hooked. I really want to, but at the moment I'm, I've been playing uh, Borderlands 2 on the Vita. Do you like it? A lot of people are saying that the port isn't as solid as people were Well, I mean, it's it. a handheld version, so there are going to be graphical, graphical sacrifices, but it's still a really fun game. I mean, this, now I've never actually played the original Borderlands 2 because your bots can go fuck themselves, but <laughs> I've played this version. Um, I'm gonna say um, so the other thing here, I played. Right? I uh, like we're gonna talk about Rollers of the Realm, right? Yeah, that's the one I played today, and that's also an RPG, but it's all about pinball. <laughs> what? And, it's, and each uh, your each one of the pinballs you collect during the game represents a character, which is really crazy. You start off as this poor uh, girl, <coughs> and you get a pinball table with your dog, and you have to shoot and. Uh, hit these certain areas to gain enough mana to get your dog to distract these guards Ooh. and your dog's a little pinball too and they go over and they and they attack your dog and I guess uh, well the, no the dog distracts him and so you can go get this treasure on this other side of the pinball table and then this uh, old soldier comes out this old knight and he's represented with a pinball that has like scrap armor on it and the guards start picking on them so you uh <coughs> you, uh, as the little girl pinball, uh, they use the flippers to attack the guards until they finally let them go. So the game is like uh, RPG-ish in nature? Like you yeah, upgrade it's, after very, you... it's very RPG-ish and story-based, but it's all based around pinball tables and playing it as a pinball game. It's really weird. 
but it's very cool at the same time because uh, nothing like this has been done before. So you, creative? Yeah, it's pretty creative. What do you think about it? Would you buy it when it comes out or check it out? If I don't know the price, if it's like a twenty dollar, twenty five dollar game, then yeah, I'd probably pick it up. If it's like a PSN game, then definitely. Twenty dollars—that's a lot. I was gonna say like fifteen, ten is like pretty decent. Yeah, for a pinball game, I guess like ten or fifteen is good. If it's a PSN title, I'll definitely pick it up. Knuckles, you want to add something? Um, yeah, I want to add a couple things. I do plan on picking up Citizens of Earth probably on the 3DS, but I don't know. Like, I'm slowly drifting away from Nintendo, so I, I don't, I don't really know anymore. But I definitely want to buy Citizens of Earth at some point. And uh, I'm not so sure about Abyss Odyssey. It's it's fun, but it's I'm not sure if it's something I'd really spend more than maybe ten dollars on. But um, I do have a, a little a, a little story to share from the Sega booth. Um, I, I was talking to uh, uh, while uh, Jason was over um, playing some Sonic Boom 3DS today. Uh, uh, Julian Mayfield came out, and you know, George, you know who Julian is right? Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, a P and Kelly have both been uh, like in the back or in the staff room for pretty much the entire show. What are they doing? doing are they their... hiding? No. Yes, they're hiding yeah, from they're, me. They're taking breaks. <laughs> they don't like talking to us. <laughs> no. no. They... Yeah, and I was talking to Julian because he he had come out. He was hang- he was hanging out with me. He's really cool, Julian. Julian Kelly and Aaron are both always such awesome people, even when we have to kind of um, bad badmouth some of their games. It's they're, they're awesome people. They're they're great people. And uh, I noticed when the when the uh, door to the the staff thing was opened, I saw a little stuffed pig, a little stuffed bipedal pig, in a Sega shirt. And I I asked him, you know. What is that? He, he's like, he's like, is, is, is that is that the Sega pig or something? He he said, yeah, yeah, that's a, 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 a that's that's something that we always have over in that over in the inside the staff uh, thing. And I asked him if I if I could t- take a picture, and he said, well, you can't t- take any pictures of the inside of the of the room, which doesn't really make much sense to me because from what I could see, it was pretty much just the stuffed pig. And a printer box and some just some office equipment, but I can't take any pictures of the inside of, the, of this green room for some reason. But you should have uh, just told them. Well, I don't want to take a picture of the room. I want to take a picture of the pig. Uh, no, I told, I, I told him that. I told him that. He went in. He said, "I don't know if I, if I could take out the pig. That's uh, there's like a tradition or something behind this." And he like went in there and he talked to people and said, "I'm sorry, I can't. We, I can't. T- I can't take the pig out of the room. We, there's the last compromise for me would have been." Here's my camera. Go in there, and you take the picture. Oh well, no! Like back. no pictures can be taken of the inside. Again, I don't know why. Like maybe they, people <laughs> say it doesn't want people to see their green wallpaper kind of, or something. It's a personal thing. It is. It is. It maybe. is a company. It's so. possible. How about this? I figure it's some sort of like it's some like part of the company culture or something. It's just this is this, this cute little thing that I learned today. That I have this little stuffed pig. I don't know anything about it, but apparently it's very special to them. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's cool. <laughs> you guys want to? I want to end uh, the e uh, this e three podcast by talking about I guess what people consider the most important part. Which press conference do you like the best out of the three console manufacturers? Sony. 
Sony. Okay, Sony. You, Jason? Um, actually, I didn't. There wasn't anything uh, that exciting for me from Sony. I th- actually thought Xbox had a better press conference this year. Uh, but this is the first time I think everybody's divided. I have to go with Nintendo. Can you believe that? What? Okay. Wow. What wait. 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 They did a press conference of 45 minutes, had more exclusives. And yeah, because they make all of them. No, of course. And what's wrong with that? I mean, that's the reason There's I buy a console. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I buy a console to buy first-person party games. Like, every game that uh, Sony showed was nice, but a lot of them were on PC or PS3, and I was like, uh, okay. I mean, that, I, yeah, I that's, that's own true. it. Yeah, was, uh, Garnet Lee had a good point about that. He had a caller who was saying that Wii U is his favorite system because he's a PC gamer, and pretty much every big you know, PS4 and Xbox One game comes out on PC. So, uh, And Nintendo has a lot more exclusives in that sense, so he, he just prefers to have the Nintendo as his kind of... Uh, console? His console to go with his PC. Now, yep. now, I, I, it kind of makes I, sense in that, in that, you know... That's how I feel, question, that's... My my question for for you, George, is yeah, these games were ex- ex- exclusive, but what is what what games exactly make you decide to give Nintendo the edge? Because I mean, yeah, Bayonetta is Bayonetta two is amazing. The fact that it's coming with the original game is even better. X Xenoblade X looks awesome. And that uh, <laughs> and that um, that the, what was it called? Uh, Sploosh. I mean, at first, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is one of those Nintendo wannabe multiplayer games that look like garbage. But then I actually saw them, how the gameplay and how it actually, all the mechanics work together. It was pretty interesting, but I'm not going to play the game. I mean, yeah, I I mean, those three games, I mean, I I admit it looked pretty cool, but I don't really think they make up for kind of the dearth. But the remaining games, like, I don't really think make up for the kind of the kind of the dearth of content coming to the Wii U and really the dearth of content. At, at their conference, I mean, well, the Zelda be... game looked nice. They have a Star Fox game yeah. in the work. They have, yeah, freaking... I guess, but they didn't really show either of those things. I mean, Zelda, yeah, yeah. we saw a really, really brief. Smash brief Bros. Teaser. is pretty big yeah. game, no? Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers the... Oh man, that, the Smash Brothers, the opening Smash Brothers thing was probably my favorite sequence of any um, of any conference. That was surprisingly well done and funny, in my opinion. R- really, Nintendo actually probably had the funniest press conference, even if a lot of the robot chicken stuff kind of fell kind of flat. Think, <laughs> but one problem with the Nintendo conference is it was way too short. It's so focused on first party, and they're still not supporting the third party like they should, which is like why they're losing so much third party support. Oh, really? Jason, I, I actually... What that, that was my only complaint with Nintendo was the third highlight. party. What that third party it. games do they even have to highlight? I mean, if they highlight Watch Dogs, we're already playing Watch Dogs. Who cares about Watch Dogs at E3? I don't care about Watch Dogs. It was like last year when they highlighted Batman at their press conference. Like, dude, we played this game like six months ago. Who gives a fuck about Batman? Also, right? Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Even Sonic Boom on Wii U didn't get any coverage on there. Yeah, but again, like, is that a game you really would have... That that really would have sold you on Nintendo because like you 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 don't like what you've seen. Well, the play, whole thing it? is is uh, showing off the entire library that of exclusives, not just the ones that you own. Well, you know yeah, I mean? but when, when when the ones that you own are the are the only ones that are really worth showing, um, I'm not really really seeing an issue now. The one thing that they should have done was just show off a bunch of indie titles, which I don't know why they didn't do that. That's kind of my one complaint because they do have a lot of indie titles coming. 
They did do that, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if they did this last year, but the uh, Nintendo Treehouse, I thought it was pretty cool. There's a lot of games on at the event that I'm like, I wonder how that plays. Like that, uh, what's that fucking game called? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Oh god, we got They only showed a shitty trailer. I wasn't sold with that trailer with the show to the press. I was like, this is bullshit. And then I looked at the gameplay. I was like, all right, I gotta get this. This is pretty nice. <laughs> Whoops, crap! My my my. Uh, uh, oh, fell out. the last question: Who was the most, uh, the worst third party lineup at E3? Uh, That's hard to say. We haven't played a lot of third party uh, games. We don't, yeah, we don't really. Just seen. Like I That's saw the we Ubisoft stuff tomorrow. Is staying more in the south. Oh, I know. Nis America. Nis America. We can say that. They have one game there. It's kind of crappy. <laughs> there you go. They, they actually. The reason why why Jason accidentally played it was because they actually share a booth with Atlas. Like Atlas just lets them have a space because they they're friends. Nis America kind of Nis. Uh, tra- um, Localizes some of Atlas's games in Europe. Oh, so like this. Nis, oh yeah, the- Nis America has a decent, like a weird track record. Like I know they brought over uh, what's that? Uh, Sakura Wars. Sakura Wars, right? Yeah, they brought that one over here. I mean, I think they did. They do a decent job publishing. It's just like they always bring questionable content over sometimes. Eh, but I guess learn and live. Live, I guess. Um, but this yeah, is, I guess that 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 is the one company we can definitively say have had the worst one at. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> this is the end of the podcast. You guys want to add anything yeah. before we close? Well, it up? the only other uh, Sonic thing I did was I played as Sonic in Super Smash Brothers for 3DS. And as did I, but I kind of sucked in it because <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 I was. I actually actually beat the uh, level and beat the four four player uh, fight in it. I was unfortunately distracted trying to find and record and, and take a photograph of something that Jason found and that we yeah, talked because, about on uh, the Twitter. One of the adve- in one of the adventure modes, there's like Koopas, Goombas, and these other Nintendo enemies, but there's also Egg Robos from Sonic 3 in it, too. Yeah, there are actual Sonic enemies in that game, which I think is pretty cool. I was trying to take a picture of it. I ended up getting one. It should be up on Sonic Stadium soon. What you guys needed to do, which I'm disappointed, you guys should have went to the Smash Bros. tournament, and you guys should have won a Sonic. Uh, we're, we're tired. <laughs> All right, I'll let you guys go to sleep. Thank you uh, for coming I, on. I, I'm not sleeping. I have to work. I I, I, I got to do the Bayonetta preview and the Citizens of Earth preview. Finish my yeah. Sonic Jump preview. Jason's got to do some shit, too. We're busy. <laughs> All right, then I, well, I didn't know you guys were going to go to sell bed my right uh, Life Trap from Skylanders, which yesterday oh, was going for about 90 bucks. You're selling eBay. it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna keep it because I'm a Skylanders fan, but man, if it's going between like seventy and ninety bucks, the only well, thing actually, that one guy about it is it, it has an exclusive character. Screw yeah. it, I'll, I'll sell it. <laughs> you, you know, your friend actually said it's selling us for as high as one hundred and fifty. <laughs> yeah, he said he sold it for I guess one hundred fifty, Stephen. Yeah, I wouldn't mind talking about my shield a little bit. It's a neat little device. <laughs> no. Okay. It's, oh no. 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 Oh. The show's over. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll see. Well, say bye, guys. I don't so want to say bye. I'm tired. Bye. bye. <laughs>
under the moon So we can sing among the stars well, I could do Show me what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Please be true By the way, it's still recording I'm going to put this at the end of the podcast I love you I don't give a shit <laughs> All right. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs>